रोशनी का कारवा दिस पॉडकास्ट इज ब्रॉट टू यू बाय बैरियर ब्रेक सॉल्यूशंस प्राइवेट लिमिटेड एंड स्कोर फाउंडेशन Hi, my name is George Abraham, and uh, welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations. Uh, my guest today is a very special lady from Hyderabad, and her name is Payal Kapoor. So, uh, Payal, uh, you know, one thing we have in common is both of us had meningitis. Of course, I had meningitis when I was ten months old. That impacted my retina, my optic nerves, and uh, right from the time i can remember i had a very very strong visual impairment uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, meningitis i was uh, just short of 22 years old when i uh, first had uh, this problem and uh, in my case unfortunately the meningitis was not even diagnosed there was no official diagnosis of uh, meningitis which uh, was what caused uh, half the problem and uh, it eventually um, you know ended up with me losing uh, my eyesight my uh, uh, spinal fluid pressure rose because of that and because it was undiagnosed and untreated and it hit the entire sensory system of my brain which uh, in a span of a week took, took from me my uh, eyesight which was uh, until then uh, 2020 and brought it down to zero Yeah. Uh, it impacted my other senses as well you know my sense of uh, taste and smell my hearing uh, as well as my sense of touch so it pretty much uh, destroyed um, my entire sensory system to a great extent total pile lockdown completely yes. <laughs> i know i know we have to be with the time so in this pandas yes it was a total pile lockdown all right <laughs> but you you are speaking now you can hear now so how did all that happen <laughs> <laughs> yes correct uh, i think it, it it was about uh, almost uh, one full year that was spent like this with uh, you know treatments and uh, with um, a hospitalization which was two stints for over two months and then uh, you know i fly into uh, bombay and uh, consult uh, some of the country's country's best neurologists and things like that so basically um at that point in time the best uh, neurologists of the country uh, sort of uh, told me that i would uh, eventually vegetate and uh, you know nothing could be done for me and uh, he wanted to perform a surgery on my spine and that kind of stuff and my dad told her that uh, told him that no please uh, we'll take her as a vegetable it doesn't matter right um little did he know or little did we know uh, that life would again you know turn and this time for the better yeah uh, some alternate therapy um, some uh, you know homeopathy acupuncture and all of those kind of things helped me um recover uh if you ask me today exactly what helped i don't know but uh, my uh, period you know over a period of time my sense of uh, smell and taste recovered gradually um my hearing recovered gradually uh, so now uh, 28 years later i can hear from one year um, about 99% i have some amount of perception in my left ear uh although i can't uh, really hear it doesn't have the you know speech part sort of still tuned in 
my yeah, sight yeah. is still zero let's step back a little bit uh, before mm-hmm. 22 let tell us a little bit about your life before you were 22 i grew up in hyderabad uh, with my parents and a younger sister who's 4 years younger than i am right and uh, we've been in hyderabad all our lives so i studied in uh, an all girls school called nasar which was a uh, wonderful experience and uh, you know uh, i think the basis the foundation of uh, who i am today was uh, probably laid there love for language love for writing love for um you know um See, talking lot of things <laughs> came from there <laughs> any any uh, any, any, any 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 romance that you had before your um, Big. <laughs> yeah, there was there was just there was just a lot of lot of uh, lot of romance with a lot of uh, romantic literature that you know makes <laughs> makes you the usual starry-eyed teenager, <laughs> hoping hoping for some fabulous things in life. And I, um, you know, did my hotel management, and uh, it was a fabulous three years of a lot of hard work, like really put through the ringer. But yeah. it was it was extremely interesting, and in fact, I was. uh to be married before uh, this entire thing went down and uh, you know i fell ill um uh, i was i was to be married in the next 3 4 months but uh, unfortunately after this uh, i think uh, it was just too much to take so it eventually didn't happen so at 21 uh, you know when you were kind of uh, finishing your uh, finishing your hotel management and i believe you started working as well yes yes i did yes T- tell us the story of the turnaround then how did it all turn around after 6 years uh like i said i after i got i mean i got fed up and then um those well meaning friends who had always always hovered in the periphery and sometimes were brave enough to come in front of me when i didn't pitch a fit about it uh, one of them knew this um, you know this gentleman who uh, i had also heard of from other friends who was blind himself he was called mario thompson he was blind himself yeah. and uh, ran this organization called caring aid for the visually impaired and he helped uh, he rehabilitated people with vision yeah. loss right um so they said why don't you at least go and meet him have a conversation with him and see what is to come of it right. and uh, that's what i did i think i it was it was time this was the road that was going to finally turn at the crossroads so i went and i met him and he was an extremely energetic and uh, very very uh, you know uh, positive and an extremely uh, convincing man who told me that there was life outside of this entire uh, space that i had uh, you know locked myself into in this little bubble Yes. and uh, that's when he showed me and he told me all the options that there were and he told me that there were audiobooks i could listen to and there was um you know reading and writing i could do with learning braille and i could do all the things that i did with a little bit of difference so i think that sort of um uh, helped me uh, you know put things into perspective and look at a new future for myself so uh, uh along with mario thompson what were the things that you learned what were the discoveries you made about yourself uh, uh for one uh, i think the most uh, beautiful thing was that i uh, i realized that i didn't need to be able to see to do everything yeah i think uh, that is that is probably one of the biggest discoveries for a person who started with not wanting to sit on a friend's kinetic honda because she thought uh you know she'd fall off it because i used to when she first told me why don't you and i had ridden with her right through because we studied together and we used to live close by and we used to go and come together she told me come i take you for a ride and i said no 
how will I get onto that bike? I'll fall. She said, are you crazy? How will you fall? But I didn't want to do it. I realized then I, when it came to eating uh, at a restaurant for the first time, I was petrified that, you know, I'd make a mess and I'd spill everything and my food would not go in my mouth and my noodles will go into someone else's plate and yeah, yeah. all those concerns I had. But I suddenly realized I didn't need to do, worry about any, any of it because I didn't need to see to be doing everything, you know, from my own things uh, to, to things for other people. So I think that was the most fabulous discovery um, to know that uh, uh, your site was, after all, not indispensable. It was not something that you couldn't live or work without. And of course, my, my strength, I realized that I had a resilience that uh, I didn't know. Um, was very very well uh, present within me because um, as much as I wanted to you know sort of just throw in the towel and say no I can't do this and walking walk away but I couldn't bring myself to do it if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the Iway national toll-free helpline number one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine the number is one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine so uh, so when did you kind of uh, think of getting back to working because uh, uh, i think you spent close to six to seven years uh, yes. kind of uh, getting to terms with things so when did you think of actually starting to work and what made you think that you can actually work? Uh, it was very organic, actually. I was very lucky that way. It happened, all happened very organically. The organization where I uh, uh, was rehabilitated, which we called CAVI, uh, um, I was still, uh, you know, going through my rehabilitation, my braille uh, I had learned the basics and I had done various things and I had also had my orientation with living skills and things like that. Um, when uh, uh, Mario, uh, you know, moved, he was moving to the UK. And at that point in time, um, he told me, he said, okay, the rest of your uh, uh, braille learning you can do on your own because I've seen that you can manage and things like that and uh, you don't need my help anymore. All the books are available. You can sit in go ahead with this. And also, since he was moving, he needed somebody to be there to do things with him. So they were the people who first, um, you know, hired me uh, part time to begin with, and then later full time. And uh, I became a resource person over there. And I realized that it was so simple to sort of, uh, you know, give what you receive. I was on the one hand, I had received this from them. And it was so simple to just pass it on. So, so uh, after you worked with uh, this uh, rehab center, uh, which was started by Mario, uh, where did you move professionally after that? Uh, two years. Um, two years, I didn't do much. I mean, I had just been married while I was working in 2002. I had been married. And uh, um, while I was still working in things like that, and this organization packed up, I thought, okay, let me give myself some time to sort of regroup and see what I wanted to do. And uh, I was still working from home and all the beneficiaries who had come in, you know, they had become, a lot of them had become friends and we had uh, this entire uh, set of volunteers uh, from various places who used to do their recording of, uh, you know, study material and things. So I continued doing a whole lot of stuff uh, from there. But uh, 
there was always this hankering to get back into the hotel industry which was my uh, industry of choice and uh, education um but didn't know how uh, fortunately then again like i said a lot of things happened that way for me um there was a hotel uh, opening up in hyderabad called the justa group of hotels and uh, the person who ha- the founder of the hotel the ceo and the founder of the hotel was a former uh, oberoi employee right uh, and he was hiring um, he was looking for people in hyderabad while still setting up the hotel and uh, uh, the sales manager who was going to take over was a dear friend of mine and she told me why don't you try because she knew that i wanted to do this yeah. and um, sort of i met him and then he didn't know how i would go about things so i explained to him how we worked with the computer and various things so uh that's what gave me my entry into the hotel which was just for 3 months for a trial because he needed to see how it would work and you know uh, whether it would made any sense to him or not so that's where the my journey and re-entry into the hotel industry began and then uh, moving on what 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 happened after that maybe you uh, well uh, i continued like i said 3 3 months is what he said but i remember he used to sit in his office and he used to listen in because his office was right uh, where uh, at the back office where i used to work and uh, uh, every time he was in hyderabad he'd sit and he'd sort of listen in to um my calls uh, while he was doing his work obviously he could hear me and uh, he was very surprised that uh, i was uh, effective with you know introducing the hotel and inviting people to come and see the hotel and things like that and so he said okay fine and we can continue and then um, it went on slowly my area of work expanded from being just a simple telecaller to becoming a sales executive and uh, uh, i was given my own uh, portfolio initially uh, uh, i didn't have a revenue target and things like that but then as it grew i started generating my own clients and did prospecting and things like that and uh, went full fledged into uh, full time sales uh, both unit and regional sales i did that uh, uh quite a bit for almost uh, it lasted for 12 years eventually so you connected with your clients on the phone and um, yes. it must have been some experience when they came face to face with you <laughs> yes some of them <laughs> did some of them i i didn't have an opportunity to meet a whole lot of them because uh, uh my primary portfolio was uh, you know um regional um i did very little local things but local sales but uh, uh when it uh, when they did travel in and things like that i've had some funny experiences with people where uh, uh, i still remember my first uh, client who i uh, sort of you know earned from and he came in and he uh, wanted to meet me and things like that i walked out to meet him and he was completely stumped he could not open his mouth and say a word to me because he was so <laughs> stunned to see this person standing in front of him who he'd been interacting so closely for weeks yeah uh was was eventually blind and uh, mm. you know he gave me a very limp handshake and a very uh uh you know under his breath greeting and things like that and disappeared i had planned to you know take him to lunch and do my regular sales executive thing but yeah. he didn't give me an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> So so yes but uh, uh, but there were some who were extremely uh, happy to meet with me and very very forthcoming and told me to my face how happy and encouraged they were to see you know uh, a blind person doing uh, so much and uh, you know uh, so so that was that was uh, it was encouraging at some point of time i believe you decided to move on from the move on from the hotel and start something 
uh, do something else so uh, what was it what is it that you uh, what was it that you transitioned into and uh, is that what you're doing even today uh, i did various things actually while i was with the hotel also uh, there was uh, you know um, as much as i liked doing what i did and things like that but there uh, there was a space and uh, in time where i suddenly started feeling redundant you know mentally redundant and that i think there's nothing more uh, debilitating or uh, destructive than a redundant mind uh, and i um, started feeling because I, there were things that i wanted to do within the hotel but um, you know a small uh hotel company had certain functions uh which they didn't really necessarily need like a separate training department or things like that so it was a lot of it was on the job but yeah. these are things that i was interested in you know communications and stuff but they didn't seem to need that work so i continued doing the same thing and i got till i actually got bored and uh i discovered thanks to you know few people who um used to read and comment on small things that i wrote and they told me that well you can write why don't you write so i started writing um i started my own blog and i started writing for other people as well um some amount of content writing and things so that i used to do on the side which i still do in uh, you know uh, spurts in bits and pieces even today then i uh, also started doing um, meeting people i started doing uh, you know um some amount of motivational speaking i used to um do um, have conversations did some counseling uh, with with other people with disabilities especially blindness and since people knew me around there so on the side i used to do a lot of this kind of activity was my activity for the soul it truly kept my mind and my soul alive and uh, um last year was it uh, 2019 yes it was last year when i finally um sort of uh, uh called it quits with the hotel and uh uh i was asked to join uh, this was again another friend who used to um, you know run this organization called who still runs this organization called mercury medica yeah. so we uh, at mercury medica we primarily work with uh, um emergency um, you know medical services equipment for emergency medical services and uh, also with uh, evacuation equipment uh, cpr and uh, first aid training and uh, equipment so uh, he asked me to you know work with him and he said why don't you come and see you know come and touch and feel all the equipment that is there and i'll give you a better understanding of what it is yeah. so you could probably uh, you know Uh, you're in any case interacting used to interact with corporate clients and things like that you could do some amount of sales and you could learn um you know uh, how to train people with cpr in cpr and first aid and things so i went there and it was a fascinating it was a totally uh, new space and it was something that was so diverse from like somebody told me from you went from hospitality to hospitals and then i was still doing my uh, you know calling and things like that talking to people and uh, establishing relationships and the new things that i did was i started working with b2b um, uh, you know sites uh, and i learned it was a learning experience then the one most wonderful thing that i did was i went and i got myself uh, certified as a um first aid and cpr uh, service provider at the uh, uh, with the american uh, uh what's it called uh, american health association uh, so they uh, they are the people who certify uh, you as a trainer so uh, i'd order service provider so yeah. i took that and i think i would probably be the only uh, blind person who's actually certified to um 
you know, uh, teach people how to use, uh, do C- give CPR and first aid. So that is uh, some of what I'm doing uh, right now. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. There are three things that you said and or, or, or I perceived that you are passionate about. Number one, you said you are passionate about cooking somewhere down the line. You also yeah. mentioned that you were uh, passionate about, uh, about, about talking. And, yeah. and, and uh, there was a third passion that you men- mentioned, which was books. Yeah. So uh, how do you keep in touch with these three passions? Uh, books first, uh, okay. books, audiobooks. Thankfully, um, uh, somebody introduced me to audiobooks and uh, uh, I still remember the first set of books, the uh, first book that I ever read uh, on audio cassettes at that point in time was John Grisham's uh, Pelican Brief. I don't wow. think I'll ever forget it. It was the most, um, you know, uh, fascinating experience and I cannot tell you the joy at, uh, you know, actually being able to listen to a book, have someone, you know, just lie back and put a plug in your earphones and have somebody read the entire book to you. So that was totally life transforming because I uh, discovered audiobooks from there and from time to time then this at Cabbie itself also there were a whole bunch of uh, audiobooks that uh, they used to keep in our we used to have in our library so I Mm. used to run through all of that and uh, slowly as we went on then you know joined these a whole lot of email emailing lists for blind people that share books and things like that so right that was uh, what opened my life to audiobooks and mp3 players and of course now audible and uh, you know the victor reader stream and all that and voice stream reader so life's fabulous where my books are concerned what about the second thing cooking um, well well cooking cooking um, was something that i've uh, done a lot of uh, over a period of time after i learned uh, mario taught me how to cook uh, i mean he re- reintroduced me to cooking safely uh, uh, I've done a lot of cooking and uh, strangely enough, while there were a lot of people that used to cook, blind people who were, you know, absolutely proficient and fabulous cooks and things, there was really nobody who went out there and spoke about it. And in their own small circles, they helped people and things like that. And uh, over a period of time, I think even through Ivy, I used to get, uh, you know, when there were questions about food and cooking and things like that, and um, help desk used to sort of, uh, somehow they everyone discovered that I might be a person who can help people and I've got so many calls that have been redirected to me uh, to help people with cooking and things like that. So suddenly I found myself in this middle of this entire teaching blind people how to cook space which was so so fulfilling and I uh, cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed uh, doing this over uh, over the years and I uh, um, so what are some of the fa- what are, what are some of the favorite uh, uh, dishes that you actually uh, I love to make. bake George I enjoy baking a great deal so I love to bake I bake a, um, I have few signature things one of which is my uh, um, chocolate banana bread then I make a chocolate cake and then a chocolate mousse and things like that and I love to experiment with uh, uh, with salads and I ex- love to Indian food of course that we cook regularly and experimenting with that I do a whole lot of 
um experimenting with the regular punjabi food and the south indian food which is where i live so um a whole lot of that so i basically like to experiment with things and now thanks to youtube and all that is available it's uh, pretty simple so coming to youtube uh, recently about with, when the lockdown hit i again found myself in the middle of a whole lot of cooking activity because we had a whole you know bunch of blind people who were stuck in various places cooking on their own and not being able to buy food from outside and things like that and um there was a demand uh, for uh, wanting to learn how to cook so i had invitations on webinars to talk to people about cooking and safe cooking and what they could buy and what they could use um then a few friends said that why don't you start giving lessons and make recordings or something like that uh that was born um, in april my youtube channel which is called rasoi ke rahasye where uh, i teach a blind person i have audio tutorials which teach a blind person how to cook from scratch i orient them to their kitchens to ingredients to methods of cooking to storage refrigeration uh, identifying accessible cookware and uh, a lot of it with the uh, you know how to cut fruits and vegetables certain things that a lot of people seem to not know how to do i give them glossary uh, right. glossary of uh, ingredients of names in english and hindi spices because they were all ordering online and sure. sometimes didn't know how what was called what you know so i did all of that and it's been it's been um, really really uh, it's been received really well because uh, i've got uh, people telling me that you know they never thought they could cook but my channel seems to have helped them and motivated and encouraged them i couldn't ask for more so my talking the talking bit of it comes pretty much in this whole thing uh, yeah. uh talking to people about cooking and food and then of course uh motivational speaking a whole lot of uh, inspirational talks and uh, sensitization workshops and all of those kind of things so the minute you start getting noticed and people hear of you and i'm part of the indian women network of the cii here in hyderabad so right. um i've been uh, you know in in the meetings i've been noticed over there and because of that i've met and i've had a lot of opportunities open up there so thank you so much for sharing your life and uh, and uh, wish you all the best thank you thanks george thank you so much for having me here it's been wonderful running this down with you i wish ye hai roshni ka karwa this podcast was brought to you by barrier break solutions private limited and score foundation Roshni ka karwa